Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good Friday morning to you. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at some headlines investors will be paying attention to today. And really, uh, a lot of it is the Fed watch. Uh, there are quite a few factors here. I mean, leading up to that speech at Jackson Hole uh, from Jay Powell. There's been a bit of a hawkish drumbeat, yet at the same time, we're still awaiting some data that's coming out tonight, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. So it's been back and forth in the past week or so as we head towards the Jackson Hole Symposium tonight. Mm. And it's interesting to see how despite the hawkish drumbeat, as we've seen from many Fed speakers, stocks are rising overnight. And let's take a look at what we have coming up from the Fed speak. You've got the likes of James Bullard saying, Officials should act quickly to lift the benchmark rate to 4%. Um, this is something that's going to be from um, the current rate of around 3.25 to 3.5. And you also have Esther George, another Fed official, saying that the Fed has not yet raised to levels that weigh on the economy. So it has more room to go in terms of rate hikes and it could even go to above 4% by the end of the year. And you have Rafael Bostic saying, it's too soon to call inflation's peak and he has not yet decided on whether next month's FOMC meeting would see a 50 or 75 basis point rate hike. So he's putting his options open. Okay. Um, and you have Patrick Hager saying uh, rates need to be lifted into restrictive territory. So all in, um, they have their eye on inflation and they think there's more room to go when it comes to hiking rates. So what Jerome Powell will say tonight will be interesting to see. Um I don't know how this plays in because, I mean, last year he stuck to his guns. Do these things matter? Do you look at last year, what he did? Does it really matter in terms of uh, what to expect tonight at the Jackson Hole Symposium? Yeah, typically at the Jackson Hole Symposium, it's a chance for the Fed chair to set expectations when it comes mm-hmm. to policy direction. And they have been known to do so, uh, sometimes to pivot away from current expectations. But going by what we've been I guess listening to as well, hearing and reading, uh, it looks like he is likely to stick to his hawkish guns to perhaps double down on how rate hikes are possible and likely to go. He is likely to keep his options open as well and give himself enough wiggle room learning from (laughs) how he painted himself into a corner with the word transitory. So maybe now he's kind of learned that, hey, things can change very fast. And he's talked about how things are data dependent. Yeah. And in recent days and weeks, we've seen how data to some extent has moderated, but perhaps not enough. So he's going to be watching out for more data in the coming weeks. And bear in mind, next FOMC meeting is about four weeks away. So yeah. that's yeah. going to be a lot of data to possibly sway sentiment. Yeah, three more uh, of those meetings this year. And good, he's learning from his mistakes. I mean, uh, staying in the corner must be transitory. Uh, US-China talks on delistings have advanced. Apparently, there's some Hong Kong inspections now. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, some good news on this front, at least. Uh, you've got that ongoing saga between US and Chinese regulators, mm. where for a long time, um, US regulators have been saying they can't get access to the accounting books for many of these Chinese US listed firms. And they have threatened these firms of being delisted if they don't comply. So right. now it looks like there is a positive step. And according to reports, China is set to let American inspectors travel to Hong Kong to review some of these audit documents. Okay. So this could be a bit of a compromise 
to break that deadlock right now. And mm-hmm. of course, um, we've got a lot of US listed Chinese firms like Alibaba and so on. So that's going to be good news for many of these ADRs. And if you look at the NASDAQ Golden Dragon Index, which tracks Chinese firms trading in the US, it had one of its strongest days, surging the most in more than two months. Overnight, it was up by 6%. Yep. And I saw this piece this morning and I know people who are still searching for this product and and can't get it because of a lack of supply. I quite pity them because uh, now it seems that Sony is hiking the price of its PlayStation 5 console because of inflation. (laughs) I guess we kind of saw this coming. It was a matter of time. Exactly. You've got one, right? I do have one. How much does a PS5 cost right now? How much you get it for? Was it in the hundreds or in the low hundreds? I got it, I think, about 800-ish, I think. All right, that is uh, already quite steep. It was a a, a Christmas present to myself. Uh, I justified it to my wife, and I haven't gotten anything else expensive since then. So, (laughs) okay, just to give you an idea of the price hikes that's in the pipeline. So, PS5, of course, blaming how things are going up across many uh, material costs as well as the challenging economic conditions. They're not doing too well as well, Mm. right? I mean, they kind of lost that battle with the Xbox uh, series uh, Mm. in that sense. Yeah, so supply chain issues as well being blamed. So you've got in Europe, it will see a 50 euro increase. And you've got in the UK, a 30 pound increase. In Japan, it'll be 5,000 yen. Mm. Um, In Australia, 50 Australian dollars. And in Canada, 20 Canadian dollars. We don't have the Singapore pricing yet, but if this is the way how things are playing out, I wouldn't be surprised it's going to be hitting the same way. Would you get one of these or do you think it's uh, best to wait? Alright, so do I really need a PS5? That is a question I'm asking myself. And maybe not. I will just hold on to my older stuff okay. for a bit longer. According to Carousel, 900 plus? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Singapore price of, of Carousel. Supply and demand thing, right? It's quite tough to get a PS5. You can't get it even if you want to in some places. Right? No, at one point it was like 1,003. I used to see those kind of prices. Ooh. But I guess, as you say, supply demand, maybe people, uh, maybe the ones who uh, don't really want it right now or can wait have just decided to give up. So that that price maybe will sort of stabilize. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the work from home thing as well. Ah, true. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.